Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Matt Michaels of Missouri Radio there in Columbia. And Matt, again, appreciate you joining us, man. How are you doing this afternoon? I am doing great, John and Joe. Hope you guys are doing well also. It just so happens that when these games come up, uh, coordinator news involving Arkansas happens. We got the Bobby Petrino news that everybody could react to last time and now uh, with Kendall Bryles. That is uh, quite the reported move there. So I'm sure nobody's had any strong feelings about that today at all. Oh, no, not at all. In fact, uh, we've had plenty of people just saying, bring Bobby back, if, if that's the case. So, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been all over the place. But, yeah, it's certainly coincidental how that happens. And uh, I know that uh, between these two teams, though, and especially in basketball, uh, when they met two weeks ago, things were pretty drastically different for both teams where they were top 20 teams and – Felt like uh, they had really shown a lot of different things so far the season that went on and a lot of promise. And not to say that they don't need more, but you're talking about Arkansas, who has dropped three straight games since they last met at Missouri. And then Missouri, who did beat Vanderbilt, but have dropped two in a row to A&M in Florida. So just tell us, what, what do you make of this matchup and how differently does it look now compared to what it was two weeks ago? Well, some of the shines worn off of both teams, right? I mean, we understand for Arkansas, losing three straight is something that nobody would expect coming into this season. But two of those are road games. And the things that we see in the Southeastern Conference this year is that if you get a road win, it is a feather in the cap. It is a jewel for you to parade around. Not a lot of teams are getting them. I mean, I even think back to uh, just the other night when uh, Georgia goes into Kentucky and it looks like the Dogs have Rupp Arena silenced, and then Kentucky makes its run and gets its second win in a row after a big one against Tennessee. You know, Missouri's problems have been, and ever since that loss at Arkansas, having second halves where the opponent seems to gain traction offensively. The defense hasn't held up as well as maybe it has at times in the early season, and Missouri's offense has been cold. So going down to Texas A&M, they never really got on a good offensive footing there. They jumped out to an 11-0 lead at Florida in their last game over the past weekend, but then didn't maintain that throughout the course of the game. Some of the three-point looks that they were hitting when they were beating teams like Illinois and Kentucky are just not falling now, and nobody really has the answer for that, and there's still a lot of time to play. But I know in Missouri's case, there are things that this team recognizes as deficiencies. Rebounding on the offensive and defensive glass is probably one of them. Uh, you know, having defense that is locked down for 40 minutes is probably something they know they're not able to do with all the players they're rotating in and out and the maximum effort they're asking to give, especially in transition. But they've been able to shoot and be efficient on offense to cover some of those things up when they're not up to par. And recently that hasn't happened. And I think that's why you've seen Missouri lose two straight for the first time in uh, the season. And I think you see uh, Arkansas, their problem to me is just you had to play two games on the road, just like Missouri did in these last two. You just don't get road wins in this league this year, at least not so far. For Missouri, their two wins in conference are at home. And, and like you were talking about, getting wins on the road is difficult. What kind of differences are you seeing at home in this Missouri team and playing better? Well, they definitely get energy from their crowd, and it has been a revitalized crowd at the Zoo Arena this season. They've had some sellouts. I think as of yesterday, there were technically a few hundred short of a sellout against the Hogs being a midweek game and a later start with fans coming in from St. Louis and Kansas City. It's a little bit understandable around these parts. 
but sometimes it doesn't get all the way to the Raptors, but there should be a great crowd in there tonight. So they've gotten energy from that. I think there's familiarity from home, too. You know, there's something that Missouri and their SID, Jason Vanisky, put out in their notes that is really jarring when you look at it. The Tigers are shooting nearly 37% from three-point range when they play at home, and they're shooting about 23% in their road game. Now, it's a smaller sample size on the road. Their last two games, they didn't shoot particularly well from three, and they have a big influence on that. But sometimes it's that easy. When the shots are going in, it looks great. When they're not going in from deep, it looks like a struggle. Missouri's a team that has to shoot well from beyond the arc to have its best chance, and um, they haven't done it enough in their last two games, and those being road games, it kind of tells the tale. So I think that they like shooting at home. I know they get a ton of shots up on the Missouri Arena floor, even after games in which they've won. I've seen Tigers doing post-game shows and stuff. They're out there on the floor, and they're getting their shots up, and they just won a game by 20 points. They feel comfortable in that environment. It's something that the crowd has helped with, too. And I think we see it now reflected in the stats that they do have a bit of a home court advantage when it comes to something like hitting the three that is so important to them getting wins. Now, also, I was looking at the season so far for Missouri, and we, the thing that I took away from it is in the four losses that Missouri has, in each game they scored less than 70 points, and every game they scored over 70 points, they ended up winning. I think the, the one that they ended up only scoring uh, 68 and still winning was UCF. But is that kind of the, the formula, basically, is, hey, if, if you were able to get it to a lower-scoring game, especially for Missouri, that's kind of the, the way of beating a team like Missouri? I think that there's some truth to that. You know, I was really surprised when these two teams played the first time and you saw Arkansas play a game that was barely into 70 possessions and they won at 74-68, but I thought the score would be much higher. I mean, we talked about it. I thought these two teams could easily play in the 80s and 90s. And I think that uh, Eric Musselman did a really good job of not getting into that track meet with Missouri and slowing it down and turning it into a game of sets, and especially the way the Hogs shot in the second half. Uh, back in the early part of the month, uh, I mean, they were able to use that to their advantage. Um, I think that there is truth in limiting Missouri in transition. We'll keep the point total down, and you may be able to score enough in sets against the defense. So I think that's a way to beat them. But I also think that Missouri in some of these losses just is not shot very well. And, and there's something to be said for if Missouri is able to get enough of its transition and really set up its full-court pressure defense they kind of run a, a one-two-two at times, or even a diamond and, and one kind of in center field behind everybody. If they can get that set up and get turnovers, they get easy buckets. They put pressure with leads on the other team. So slowing it down is sometimes a way to get out of that, what Missouri wants to do to ratchet up its pressure. And I think that could have as much to do with it as just holding the points down. They're kind of both the same. When Missouri's flowing free, uh, flowing free rather, hitting their three-point shots, they're going to score 80, 85 a game. When they're struggling to do one of those two things, either in half-court sets predominantly or they're just not hitting the three-point looks, that's when you see the lower scores and they haven't been able to defend well enough, often enough, to make those scores hold up. With this Missouri roster going into the season, you probably had an idea of which players would be like the team leaders in points and rebounds. Uh, any surprises so far with this roster as far as some of the players that stepped up and maybe contributed in a way that you didn't expect going into it? Well, I think that around Columbia and around Missouri, at least, there, there wasn't a lot of expectation. You had nine new players from all these different places, and you wanted to see how they all work together. I, I'd say personally I've been very impressed 
with how Nick Honor, the transfer from Clemson, has handled the points. Missouri last year was a mess at point guard. They had all kinds of turnovers. They weren't efficient up the floor. Sometimes they couldn't even break token pressure. It, it was really disturbing to see. And this year with Honor and with Sean East as his backup, there's really been no problem with that. Honor has been sure-handed. He had a stretch in SEC play where he went 170 straight minutes without turning the ball over once. Uh, he just has been a rock back there and really impactful even when he doesn't score to everything that Missouri wants to do. And you see it in the minutes he plays. He plays 70, 80 percent of Missouri's minutes on a regular basis in these games. And I think I've also been impressed with DeAndre Golston. You know, there aren't a lot of observers that expected a lot from Golston just because they didn't really understand what his game was and his numbers uh, from his previous stop at Milwaukee didn't jump off the page. But he's a guy who Dennis Gates has kind of called out and said, hey, uh, we need you to be kind of the heart and soul of this team at times. We need you to be the guy who wants to go ahead, take a shot, a difficult shot, and make it. And he's capable of doing that. And I think that Golston has kind of appreciated that role a little bit more as time has gone on. And uh, he's made a difference in some games where Missouri needs that spark offensively. He's trying to provide it. Now, it hasn't always worked, but, I mean, you look at the proof in the pudding with the record, the place it is. I mean, Missouri has more wins at this point of the season than they did all of last year. The fact that they've lost three or four of the month of January isn't phasing this group yet. And, and I think for most Missouri fans, it isn't phasing them yet either. But uh, Honor and Golston, I think, most people would tell you have been pleasant surprises in how they play. We're speaking with Matt Michaels of Missouri Sports Radio there in Columbia, Missouri, here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, another thing that uh, I noticed too, Matt, uh, with these teams, and, and just they have a lot of history, obviously, uh, sitting there together. But uh, going up on the road has it, been tough for Arkansas too, and trying to get used to it. But one of the things that I saw in the last game is the rebounding. I think Arkansas had 40 rebounds compared to Missouri, only 23. And that was just one game. Has that been a, a pretty constant problem for this Missouri team? It, it is rebounding, and is that something that maybe because Arkansas has a little bit more size that they could possibly take advantage of in this game, getting some second-chance points? Yeah, it's been an issue, and a lot of it comes down to the size. The Tigers have not rebounded well against traditional bigs or, or a lot more length of them, and we know how much length Arkansas has. You know, I, I think that the team is not that worried about it. Dennis Gates said this. Uh, it was either in a post-game or a press conference recently where he said, you know, we understand that sometimes rebounding isn't going to be in our favor, but if that's the only thing that's not in our favor and we do everything else really well, we'll be fine. So they understand that it's a deficit. They continue to work on it. I, I think you see the initiative, but a lot of times when the Tigers are running their sets, you know, if they're trying to get a penetration in the lane with one of these back cuts and then kick it out to a three, well, the cutter's in motion. Everybody else is looking for a pass beyond the arc and you can't really get down low very efficiently. And the Tigers would rather set up to turn you over in sort of their three-quarter quarter transition defense than they would by going down to bang there for the basketball when there might be a couple of bigs who already have the advantage over the men. I'm not saying that that's a strategy from them, but I think that Coach Gates realizes that it is something that's a deficiency. There are going to be nights where they get beat on the glass. They obviously don't want to get beaten by 15 or 20 a night, as they have in some of these losses. But they're able to compensate for it by doing other things very well, taking away the ball, getting into their transition, trying to have fresher legs at the end by having some shorter rotations. Um, so the rebounding is hurt in the losses, but I don't think the team freaks out about that, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, we could see that very well again tonight where Arkansas leads by double digits in the rebounding department, and Missouri won't worry too much about that as long as the effort's there when the ball's loose. 
and the Tigers are able to hit their shots, which they hope to do much better tonight than they have in their last two. Missouri does a great job of putting pressure on their opponents, and we saw some of that a lot in the first half against Arkansas and saw some zone defense. How much zone do they run, and would you expect it to be more against Arkansas? You know, I, I think it really is situational, and Dennis Gates has not been married to anything. Uh, coming from Conza Martin, who ran almost exclusively man defense, just to see zone defense in Columbia is kind of a change. And the Tigers used it for a while to their benefit uh, earlier on in the season, and I think that they've gone a little bit more um, uh, of mix and match as they've gone through recent games. I'd expect they could see some zone against the Hogs and force them to try to make shots over it before extending it forward. But at the same time, I don't think they'll go away from something that's working. So if they've gone back to the lab and they see something else they want to throw out for the second time around, you could see Missouri stick to it the whole game as long as it's going well. But I think they work on their zone. I think that some of the defensive concepts earlier in the season were maybe introduced and, and players had to think a little bit before they swam. I think it certainly looked better in terms of their man defense and how they want to switch it. But if they need to, they'll go to that zone, and when they're locked into it, it, it has been pretty effective this year. Now, one of the things that Arkansas has kind of been hurt by, at least over the past few games, I don't know how much you've had a chance to watch them, but uh, there's been a lot of chippiness, so whether it was the uh, Auburn game on the road, uh, some technicals were assessed. You had a game against Alabama at home where technicals were assessed, and then against Vanderbilt even on the road. You had technicals assessed. It seems like Arkansas has been kind of a team that's gotten into uh, a lot of those types of matchups. Do you feel like maybe that's something that Missouri may poke the bear a little bit, maybe try to get after him too, because it hasn't really helped Arkansas in these cases? But uh, if that happens, though, do you think Missouri can – can do something like that and be capable of uh, messing it up a little bit with Arkansas. You know, I wonder about that because Dennis Gates is a cool customer on the sideline. That's how he coaches. That is his demeanor. And he doesn't really make apologies for that. Even when he's not happy, he wasn't necessarily happy with some of the officiating in these road games. He kind of made a, a, not even a remark about the officials, but about just foul shots and all the rest in some of these post games. And he lets it go. I think that his team, plays off of that, but there are guys who are certainly able to mix it up. I mean, I think a Trey Gomillion in a situation like that, who's the heart and soul of this team, like he's not going to back down from anyone. Aiden Shaw, who hasn't played the last couple of games for Missouri, uh, not exactly sure why, but uh, there's some reports that maybe he was a little bit under the weather in these recent games, and we'll see if he's available tonight. But uh, Aiden Shaw in a game against Kentucky had a loose ball uh, that he grabbed, I think, with Oscar Shibway right near the Missouri bench, and they called the tie-up, and Shaw wouldn't let go of the ball, and neither would Shibway. And eventually, Shaw was the one who came away with it, and Shibway was the one who let go. So they're not necessarily afraid to mix it up if that's the way it's going to play out. But I think that this team is, is as a veteran team, understanding of what that can mean if all of a sudden they're in a technical situation or having a game called really tightly. So I don't think they'll go into it looking to mix it up, but if that's the type of game that presents itself, I mean, we could see it again, especially between a couple of teams who are coming off of losses and really desperately want this win tonight. I don't think it's out of the question. Matt, what do you expect to see when Arkansas and Missouri take the court tonight? Well, I expect to see Missouri Arena happy to see the Tigers back at home. I'm really interested in seeing if it's as engaged and motivated a crowd as we've seen for some of these recent home games. I think it will be, and I think the Tigers will look to that for a little bit of an edge. I mean, these two teams played, what, a two, three-possession game most of the way throughout the game the last time they played, with the exception of Missouri's really hot start. 
And I think the same thing happens tonight. Now, whether it's a little bit more high scoring, we'll see. But in the end, uh, I could very well see this one coming down to the last two or three minutes of the game and who's going to be able to execute and hit shots like a lot of these SEC games have seemed to come down to. I think I'd give Missouri the edge at home, just like I gave Arkansas the edge at Bud Walton Arena. But, boy, it, it should really be a fun one and a hardly contested game tonight is the thing I expect more than anything else. I think these two teams are going to get after it. No, I was actually going to lead into my question. I can't remember if we asked you this last time you joined us, but does the Razorback basketball team, is there like more juice against a team like that from Missouri, or is it just another SEC game to them? Does it mean something more to play the Razorbacks? I think for some fans it does because there is a little bit of history in the past of these two teams playing each other and being regional uh, obviously we know all about the conversation around the football rivalry right is it a rivalry is it not and whoever wants to argue about that can do it but i think in basketball people are familiar with arkansas and familiar with the pride and the tradition there and missouri fans have their own pride and tradition those kind of buttheads so i think that i think that everybody at missouri who's a fan understands that it's a game on the calendar that you certainly keep your eye on it's not something that is just, well, you know, it's a run-of-the-mill Southeastern Conference team. When they see Arkansas on the schedule, Missouri fans understand that it's probably going to be a good game, probably going to be pretty hard fought. And even through recent history with Mike Anderson and his tenure in Fayetteville and his connections there, it's not far removed from those sorts of times for a lot of Missouri fans. So I do think there's a little bit something extra there in the basketball rivalry, and I think We'll probably see that at about the under-12 time out of the first half. You know, a few things will happen, and people will get all energized and remember, oh, yeah, we don't like to see those other guys on the other side too much, and vice versa. The antlers still a thing? Like, Is that something that still goes on in Missouri? Not only are the antlers still a thing, they're more of a thing than they ever were. They used to be kind of uh, shuttled behind a different uh, level of student section, but now the antlers, if they're the first in the door, they're the first on the floor – they're the first on the floor all the time, so they're still kind of doing their stuff. Um, it's probably a little bit toned down from way back in the day, but it doesn't mean it doesn't get rowdy. They are there, and uh, they will be heard, I promise you, by the Arkansas bench as this game goes on. Well, it should be a great matchup. The first one was great, and both these teams are looking to really add to their win total because they, they need some good news going on for them right now to try to end these losing streaks. But, Matt, we appreciate you joining us as always, man. Enjoy the game tonight, and we look forward to catching up with you later down the road. Yeah, absolutely. John, Joe, uh, always appreciate the time spent with you guys. Enjoy tonight. We'll talk to you soon.